Pickaxe. Our Patreon is free. Why are you not hanging out with the cast and crew? Yes, our Patreon has a free tier. Join the cast and crew at patreon.com slash castparty and get access to our community Discord. The cast and crew is an incredibly active and wholesomely aggressive community that hosts regular TTRPG games together, game nights, hangouts, and so much more. Plus, you get to chat with the whole cast. We love hanging out with everyone in the Discord. But hey, if you'd like some extra bonus goodies like behind-the-scenes info, exclusive monthly one-shots, and even more while supporting your favorite D&D podcast, consider supporting the show with one of our paid tiers at patreon.com slash castparty. Our Patreon allows us to continue bringing you the highest quality D&D content that we possibly can. But we are honored to be one of the first Patreons with a free tier option for those who just want to show some love. So go on, get going. We'll see you in the Discord, all right? Side note and shout out to Betty for this episode. She champed it out and recorded the day she moved into her new apartment. So her audio is a little rough while she gets things all settled in. Nothing is quite soundproof yet, but we hope you still enjoy the episode. As always, thank you all so much for listening. Enjoy the episode, cast and crew. Hello everyone and welcome to Fables of Fendrea Wildacre. My name is Jose Polino or at DM Jose G, currently figuring that out on all socials, and I will be your director for today. I am joined by my leveled up in a weird timey-wimey space stuff, cast and crew. So we'll begin with Ryan. Hi, Ryan McManus, and I'll be playing Fiffin, the Maker Taker Hater Seder. You can find me on my personals at Ry.McManus or run on the Cast Party Socials at Cast Party DD. Nigel. Hello, Nigel Deacon, playing Pond, your favorite froggy friend, hopefully finding a future family. You can find me at Nigel Sucks LMAO on every social that matters. Betty? Hello, hello, my name is Betty. I play Quinn the Mighty Owlin, who is as righteous as she is small. And you can find me at who.d.lovely on TikTok and Instagram. And finally, we have Seth. Hello, I am Seth. I am playing Cheese the Dog, and you can find me on TikTok at Noctopus and uh, Instagram and threads at Noctopus. So the last time we met, you all made your, your way towards what seemed this end chamber-like space with stained glass floor that seemed to illuminate that housed this fog-like, smoke-like lion creature that after a series of games that something or someone was playing with you revealed its true form. This lion all of a sudden had a jaw that stretched out and broke and separated as its teeth and maw sort of grew larger and wider. Its eyes all of a sudden multiplied into rows of three on either side. Its fur coated in what seemed like charred, burned remains mixed with blood and mud. It's unlike anything you've ever seen, but then still housed within that single shard piece of broken veil that you need. But with that, you all began to attack the creature. 
cheese you had already entertained it for some time within your memory that seemed to be about Floor's potential parents and that moment where Floor seemed to have gone somewhere else that wasn't the world that you knew. That is when you all attacked. As Quinn, you were thrown over the side of this massive pillar in the void of nothingness. Fiffin, you were still feeling the effects of whatever was sort of holding you back within this memory-like place that was just digging into your mind deeper and deeper. And what stands before all of you now is this gargantuan beast. As you stand there and you see all around you, the room begins to almost like rotate. And this fog begins to roll around in the empty negative space as you all gather yourselves. So just for visual sake, we'll begin here. In this circle-like space, with the creature being in the center, where would you all say you would be positioned? Pond would be maybe midway between the islands and cheese. He was trying to run in to help. Fiffin would probably be about 10, 15 feet behind Pond. And Pond, you are enlarged. Oh, that's right. Quinn would be flapping her way back up out of the void of nothingness. Cheese is sort of alternating between striking at the creature and swinging back around behind Floor's throne, I think it was. I think there was a large chair in the middle. Just kind of making back and forth passes, hit and run. So we'll say that then for visual sake, Fiffin, you're at the bottom south. You're essentially the furthest south uh, from everybody. Right above you in large, heading northward or towards the center, is Pond. There is the creature at the center of the space. Above that, between the throne and floor, is Cheese. To the right, towards the east, Quinn, you're flying towards the center again. As the mist begins to pick up and swirl around you, all of a sudden, Pond, you begin to notice it begins to smell very fresh, almost like back at home in town. There is this calm nature, and you all of a sudden notice that the stained glass before you begins to form into, like, grass. And as it does, some trees from the distance. So, Quinn, as you're flying from the east, you almost see before you as a tree just <coughs> shoots up and forms around you, dodge it out of the way with plenty of space, but... All of a sudden, the space begins to form, and the creature, as it stands in the center, slams its fist onto the ground, almost shattering the glass. And as the glass shoots sort of upward away from the floor, it begins to form and crystallize into these five pillars around the creature. The creature ferociously looking around to each one of you as Fiffin, within a second of arriving, almost like you blink and you find yourself in some type of wooden forest, perhaps. <gasps> As the space changes and morphs around you, when the crystals came up around, the throne where Floor was placed then sinks into the stained glass, and the ground and the grass cover the space, and in the pillars, you see five repeated copies of Floor floating within where these runic symbols line up in front of it. So if you can see it, where these runic symbols are, imagine that they're clear, you can see through them, and you can see that contained within are five copies of floor. And with that, we'll begin the encounter. Top of the round, we have the creature that is going to charge pond. 
as when it sees you, the fact that you grew in size, yes, you're now your normal size, but it's bewildered by the fact that you went from such a small creature to now something a little bit bigger, takes both of his fists, and you watch from underneath two other arms come up as they begin to charge in your direction. Four sets of arms, two legs, and fur charred and burned all throughout. Uh. 22 to hit, and you're going to take 14 points of bludgeoning damage. Both fists clenched, crushes down onto you. Oh, ah. Can you please make a constitution saving throw? <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> 15. That passes. You're fine. It shakes off whatever effects were going to come from it from touching you. Next on deck, Quinn with Pond on deck. So I'm going to rush it from behind. I'm going to take out my short sword and see if I can't get him. Because you are adjacent from Pond, you do get advantage on this roll. Oh, 24? Oh, yeah, that definitely hits. Stunning. Awesome. Okay. I'm also going to Divine Smite. So like as I fly toward him, kind of like just like the the moonbeam earlier, just gathering this golden kind of energy. And then I'm going to strike as I cut across his back, the wound glows with this energy. And that allows me to deal an extra 2d8 of radiant damage, plus 1d8 for each spell level higher than first. So that's 3d8. Give me the damage from that first, and then start adding the Divine Smites and everything else on top of that. Seven total. When you bring your blade for the first time and you slash across its back, you find purchase, but you don't feel it dig deep enough, as there is a tough hide to this creature. And the slashing doesn't do much, but the rest of the shit, well, yeah, that's, that's different. <laughs> 18. 18 points. <gasps> Hot dog. Good hit. Ah, you hurt my friend. You come around and you imbue that power and that essence onto the creature. And just from all of its darkness and malice that forms who this being has come to be, your light shines through and just burns and chars even further onto the skin. The creature <laughs> turns around and looks at you as you're flying past. I want his attention on me. You definitely have his attention. Pawn, you see like a reddish smoke come out from its back where Quinn just slashed through with your turn being next. Cheese on deck. Don't hurt my friends. I don't know what you are, but stop it. I'm casting hold monster. Whoa. Can I have a wisdom save, please? Sheesh. That's a nine. He's paralyzed. Damn. One shot. We're going to one shot him. He's paralyzed until the end of the spell, but at the end of his turn, he can do another wisdom save to try and break out. And how long is the spell? Uh, One minute. Does that affect our attacks at all? It does. Any attack that hits the creature is a critical hit if the attacker is within five feet. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's gross. It can't move or speak, and it automatically fails strength and dexterity saving throws. I see him completely freeze up. I let out this big croak when I yelled that, and it just seemed to freeze him in place. Like, it even looks like his hair's standing on end. I see that he's not moving even a little bit, and I just back away 10 feet, backing up, just staring at it like, um, you you got this, oh, Fiffin. And like, <laughs> I'm going to send a bardic over there, and that's my turn. 
The stillness of the air remains, but you almost feel that the ground beneath its fists are almost giving in from the weight alone. Cheese with Fiffin on deck. Oh, Cheese could not ask for a better gift. As soon as he sees that this creature has been paralyzed, I think he gets real hard tippy taps. Rush right up to him. I'm going to take first attack. Corgi flail form. That is 21. Definitely hits. Let's do them one at a time. If it's a crit, so it's just double the max. Yep. And then add whatever bonuses to it. So that's 15 bludgeoning. When you first hit with that one, you find that you make purchase with the skin, but completely immune. Completely oh, immune. Bro. What? Oh. <laughs> completely <laughs> immune. You find that you slam against it. And when you do, even in its frozen, paralyzed state. Okay, noticing that uh, hitting him really hard with my head didn't do anything. <laughs> uh, I'm going to make this second attack a bite. That's not as good for me, though. That's a 16. Does not hit. You open your mouth and you try to bite. And even in your bite, you're like not finding enough that your teeth can sort of sink into. Oh, boy. Just real frustrated. I'm going to just step back then. I, I can't seem to break through. I think that'll be it for me then. So Cheese comes back behind a pillar. You see floor that is just sort of like floating in this space. Just kind of like, hi, Cheese. I also like to do a hunter's mark real quick. I might as well get that off now. That's it. Fiffin's turn with the creature on deck. Fiffin, what are you doing? Fiffin is down in a stance, ready to take off and run. Before he does so, the scale male leggings, he grabs his little belt cinch and just tightens as hard as he can, putting a little shock down through the scale mail of lightning as he bonus action, cutting action, dash, is looking to do some running. As he does so, he's gonna go over to Pond hesitantly, I know I'm so sorry you don't want me to do this, and just take one little finger as I'm zooming past and just give him the, the slightest little poke. I have to. Eh. For a second level cure wounds, what do I need to make? Constitution saving throw of 12. 18. You're fine. Thank God. And that will be some healing for you. Thank you. Ooh, okay. 10 HP back for you. Wow. And I would like to run to the northwest pillar and just try my best to inspect it. Look at Floor, examine the best I can. Do I need to get him out? What is it? Why is Floor in this prism? So we'll say because you used your action. I can I can chill here. Got it. Okay. That's it for me then. Sorry, I was just looking this up real quick. I have key empowered strikes, and I think that means that I overcome resistances to uh, bludgeoning. Okay. I'll talk about it for next round. Pond, is a, you said another wisdom save? Yes, at the end of its turn. Try to save. Wisdom. Oh, 16. That's the save. Oh, no. It breaks off it, and you see almost like pieces of glass shattering away from its skin, its fur sort of settling back in. And with this ferocious look, it looks over to you, Pond, but then looks over to Quinn and sort of like now begins to assess all of you. And that's all it can really do. Quinn with Pond on deck. Where is the shard? There is this like collection of fur that was hiding the shard within its kind of like its abdomen area. I'm going to cast Nature's Wrath. I want to try and bring like the vines of this earth that has appeared. I want to get him. 
Strength or a deck save on his part, you choose. He would be restrained. As you let go of the spell, you watch as the vines begin to sort of form, take shape as these sort of like massive vines come up and attempt to wrap around the creature. The creature turns around to face you and the vines crash against its face, completely immune to being restrained. My oh my gosh. Okay, 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 okay. As it looks in your direction, you hear, You want to play with my things. You want to make the rules in my world. So you'll pay the consequences, small creatures. Oh, shoot. Okay, I'm gonna move around so I'm on the south side of him, between him and Pond. I'm gonna stay back, looking to the creature. I think you'll find we're very good players. She's gonna like flick her sword out and just a little bit of that golden energy is gonna kind of spark off of it. And she's just getting ready for the next round. Pond with cheese on deck. I don't think we wanna play right now. Please stop being so mean. I'm gonna cast Relithum's Psychic Lance. Intelligence save, please. He can't be smart, right? I hope. Oh, that is a six minus four, so that's a two. Whoa! Whoa Challenge buddy. him to a Sudoku or something. <laughs> Where did brain go? Where did brain go? <laughs> right into the floor. Um, okay, so on a failed save, the target takes seven d6 of psychic damage and is incapacitated until the start of my next turn. So yeah, incapacitated can take actions or reactions. 21 psychic damage. Describe that for me as you let go of this spell within. So this one is a foot stomp that becomes like a drum beat because I hit it twice. Pond can't help but be musical. In his anger, he's like stomping and he's like smacking the ground because he's still kind of in frog pose even as a man size. (laughs) (laughs) With the drum beat, you see almost like spectral images of other frogs appear above and around the monster's head. And they all just at the same moment zip straight into his head as little points. And it just is a bunch of tiny froggy lances going right into his head. Okay. That's sick. <laughs> you overload the head. It almost looking like this ceremonial crown as all of the lances just sink in a little bit further into the head and the creature and sort of relaxes itself slightly. You watch as its muscles and even its fingers that are almost like clenched onto the ground relax slightly as it becomes incapacitated. You see that every time you affect the creature, the runes on the pillars, they sort of vibrantly glow and then diminish. The light goes dim when the creature is hit. Yes. Huh. I don't know what any of that means, so I'm not going to say anything. But that's my turn. Cheese with Fiffin on deck. I looked it up. I think that key empowered strikes means that my bludgeoning attacks count as magical damage for the purpose of uh, overcoming bludgeoning immunity. These should be effective. Then, yep, you're good. Okay, cool. I'm gonna run up to the opposite side of Quinn so I can get that advantage. First two attacks. That's a nat 20. Okay. Nice. So that is 15 damage plus 1d6 for Hunter's Mark, which is another one. So 16 damage on the first attack. 
Second attack is a 21. That hits. Eight plus one, nine for the second attack. Burn a key point to do two more attacks. 18. That just hits. 12. Then the fourth attack. 26. Oh, that hits. That is six plus three is nine plus one D six. 13 total. Ooh, that was a 38 point damage round <laughs> from Cheese. The attacks, the key point, describe that to me, Cheese. How does that look as you're attacking the creature? When I was first doing the Corgi Flail, it was just like, it was a very simplistic, long black tentacle that was like enveloping Cheese's body, leaving only his head. Now that he's kind of gotten used to it, I think it it forms a body almost instead of like a tentacle. It comes out as like an inky black muscly body. And so they have Cheese's head on top of like a human looking body, <laughs> like muscles and shit. And now he's actually just doing regular, you know, five hit combos. Mm-hmm. Uh, Street Fighter style. <laughs> and then Cheese uh, dives out of the inky form and then I'll use the rest of my movement to back away from it again. It is now Fiffin with the creature on deck. I'm going to loop around to the front of the pillar and just start banging on the rock at Floor, trying to talk to Floor. God knows it's probably not working. Out? Do do you need out? Floor looks at you, places his little baby hands on the stone, the clear crystal, and goes, help. Ah, shit. Okay. Guys, do I need to break these pillars? He just said help. Oh gosh, probably. Do whatever you need to do to get that baby out of there. How do I do that without hurting Floor? But I think there's a baby in each one of these things. The, which was the real Floor? We, we might just have five babies now. Oh shit. Oh God. We're gonna need some more cabs. How tall would you say these pillars are? Anywhere between 10 to 15 feet. I'm gonna whip out from my pouch an extra speaker that I did not put into Pond's tape recorder. And we're just gonna hold it in the bark gauntlet hand. The gem starts to spark and crackle as it powers up this speaker, almost like a bass drop. Plunge it into the bottom of this pillar. And I'm gonna cast a second level thunder wave, hopefully low enough to where I'm not gonna hit floor on the pillar and just kind of take out the bottom of it to see if it'll potentially crack its way up. It's a con save. What kind of damage would it do? Thunder. Go ahead and roll damage. 16 thunder damage. When the low sort of like bass note hits the very base of the crystal, you see as a crack just shoot up towards the very tip of it. And from within this like chilling white fog comes out in front of you and you feel it's air escaping. So you definitely have done some pretty severe damage to it. It hasn't broken fully, but it looks like it wouldn't take much for this to completely break. I made a dent. I hope that's enough. That's it for me. Creature's turn. Is it another intelligence save, Pawn? It goes away at the beginning of my next turn, so it's still affected. Okay, but it can move. It can. It's going to go right towards Cheese. Cheese, the creature just sort of like lumbers in your direction, and you watch as its jaw just crack open and you see two tongues that begin to sort of like slither out as it looks hungrily in your direction. Yeah, that's all it can do. So Quinn, it is now your turn. 
dig her little talons on her back foot into the ground. And I'm gonna cast Misty Step to zip over to him. And I wanna try and grab the shard out of his chest. Okay. As it looms over cheese, you see that slight shimmering effect from that shard embedded deep within its chest. And you take your talon sharply and you swing over and you grab on. Go ahead and give me a strength check. Oh no. 14. I'm gonna bardic that before I hear anything else. Another four, so 18. You come up with your talons and you you grab onto it and it feels like a solid piece of glass. And when you hold on, you feel that your talons pierce through (gasps) and you begin to try to bat your wings and fly out with it, but it stays and you are currently grappled. Oh, shit. As your talons cannot come out from it, so you are essentially stuck, flapping your wings at the very chest of this creature. Uh-oh. No. Well. Oh, oh. oh, God. That's all my stuff. That was my bonus action, my action, and my movement. It is pawned with cheese on deck. Let's try another distraction spell. I don't know if I can effectively do this, but I'm going to start thinking about all of the friends that I've made and all of the friends that I wish I had made when I was out there and that like I I want them to be able to help and so I start drumming my fingers on my own throat and it kind of sounds like a croaking like bagpipe almost I'm going to cast hypnotic pattern to the east of everything what's the radius? it's a 30 foot cube I'm going to throw it out there and Pond is hoping it's not going to affect Quinn, even though Quinn will be caught in it because of where she is. And that is going to be another wisdom save also from Quinn, I think. That's a 15. That fails. And Quinn? 23. That passes. Each creature in the area who sees the pattern must make a wisdom saving throw on a failed save. Creature becomes charmed for the duration. While charmed by the spell, the creature is incapacitated and has a speed of zero. It's distracted. Let's look at the the pillars. Okay, everyone? Let's do it. Uh, How long is he going to be like that? Until I stop thinking about it. You better keep thinking real hard. Basically, what's happening is it's a whole bunch of grung. It's all kind of like very spectral and hypnotic, all kind of dancing. If you see it out of context, horrifying. It's very Midsummer-esque, where it's like very like rhythmic, but it does look kind of nice in a way. But it's it's very kind of spooky and hypnotic, as the as the name implies. Cheese with Fiffin on deck. Get get floor. Focus on getting floor out. Okay, okay. I will whimper a little bit. I feel bad for abandoning Quinn, but the one that Fiffin started on, I will use my attack on that. Uh, headbutt. That's a ten. That hits. Oh, cool. That is a six damage. Roll a d6 for me. That is a one. You find the opening on the crystal. The crystal begins to crack as you see that all of it begins to sort of like spread like veins throughout. (coughs) As Floor from within is just trying to like poke its little fingers out. You watch as when Floor grabs onto the little cracks and the crystal begins to sort of like separate, completely taking down the pillar. The little hands, they turn green and they begin to grow. And as they do, they clutch onto the grass 
and almost like in a dog-like form, this greenish skin coloration begins to take effect all throughout Floor's skin. And it begins to sort of grow as when the glass shatters before you, you see. <gasps> oh, hell oh, yeah. Oh, what fresh hell is that? This creature. Ah, <laughs> uh, there, there's our floor. I think we messed up. The creature emerges from the pillar as the pillar completely breaks. So you guys have taken down that pillar. Fiffin, the creature on deck. As the pillar just erupts into this godforsaken creature, Quinn, when you look over to see the explosion, you get hit in the face with a big sunflower head. Can you hold on to that, please, real quick? With that, the laser pointer from the gauntlet shines from the sunflower head to the space directly next to me. And I will be casting Vortex Warp on Quinn to magically okay. twist the space around her <gasps> and then have her poof right next to me. I'm keeping my talents dug in there. I'm trying to take that thing with me if I'm going anywhere. I don't know how that works, but we'll see. If you see this happening, Quinn, do you essentially fail the constitution saving throw and allow this to happen? Absolutely. Then Fiffin, roll a d20 for me and add your spellcasting modifier to it. Ooh. Can I use Bardic on this? Sure. Eight on the die, plus four, 12, plus eight. <gasps> Dirty 20. Get the heck over here. What are you doing? When you feel the, the, the warp sort of like begin to take you, Quinn, your talons, they sort of almost like begin to be pulled out and you feel an immense pressure from your talons as you're just sort of being pulled away. It almost feels like your talons themselves are gonna snap from all of the pressure that they're being pulled. And you feel that tension rising as Fiffin says, get over here. And your talons, they come out, Ugh. but immediately pop up in front of this dog-like creature with similar arms, just a little bit smaller and uh, comparatively smaller in size. With the remainder of my turn, after I see her pop up there, I tighten the, the belt again, just to get ready to leave. Cunning action, disengage, and I'm gonna run 30 feet south towards Pond as I just scream from behind me, I'm gonna let you take care of this one. Pond, Fiffin runs over to you, stands at your side. The Udok cannot go as the spell is still taking effect from Pond, but the Reverser, it is going to go ahead and make a multi-attack against Quinn. You pop up in front of it, you startle it. First one with a bite, 15 to hit. Uh-huh. So you take 16 points of piercing damage with, ooh, six points of force damage. As it bites you, uneven sets of jagged teeth that fine purchase on your wing come up. And as it comes up and you see your blood dripping down, look at you as its arms come over and try to claw at you. So that is going to be a dirty 20. Oh no. Six points of slashing damage and five points of force damage. As it holds onto you, you feel your lungs compress as the claws on it, when these massive hands, all muscle, tear into your flesh and then come out. And then you hear again, now this is a game that I find quite entertaining. What is your purpose with this baby? Quinn, you can only hear that. We're trying to help it. Let us help it. 
It's going to stay there and it's going to look over in the direction of the Udok. That's all it's going to do. Quinn with Pond on deck. Quinn. As it looks away from me, I thought we were playing a game. And I'm going to attack it with my short sword. It's like on me and I want to kind of go like up into it, like into its shoulder or something. 17. 17. Oh, that hits. Stunning. Four plus four is eight. Pull my short sword out and then try and get it on the other shoulder. And that's a 16. That hits. Stunning. And I'm going to pump another divine smite into that at first level. So that's 2d8. Five, six, seven, eight is 16. And then the normal damage is six. 22. You pump in all of this slashing fury behind it, channeled with this pure light within that just shines through. And with every slash, this sliver of light comes out of it that then the green ichor-like skin sort of like cover it up again. Pawn and then cheese on deck. He's just gonna yell at the green creature, the one that came out of the crystal. Maybe we'd want to play the game with you if you weren't so ugly and mean. And I'm casting Vicious Mockery. (laughs) 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 So I need a wisdom save, please. That's a natural 20. Bummer. I think that's all that I've got. I'll throw another Bardic at Quinn. Get rid of the hit it. You got this. Quinn's feathers fluff a little bit. Because I'm just holding concentration. Just got to keep him incapacitated. Cheese with Fiffin on deck. Floor, if you're in there, you have to stop this. And I'm going to swing around to flanking with Quinn. So just uh, opposite side of the reverser. Climb back into my my, my ink flesh suit. Uh, and I'm going to give it the old Tatsumaki Senpu Gyaku. First, oh, first attack's nat 20. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. That's what we like. Second attack on this baby is a 12. <laughs> oh, that's uh, that was with advantage. So, uh, second okay, second attack is a dirty 20. So, it's a nat 20, then a dirty 20. Max out on the first one, and then the second one definitely hits. So, 15 plus uh, 7. 22. You managed to hit this creature... And as you do, it almost seems like it numbingly is taking the hits. And and you can see that the skin sort of like welting and you're finding enough where with each blow to it, it lets go of this breath. Just and you know that you're definitely making some strides in the combat, but there is just something that just has his attention. That's not you. Fiffin with the creatures on deck. Seeing everyone else just start pummeling this creepy creature. We're going to Mega Man arm out the gauntlet, and we're going to do two lightning launcher attacks at it for a 19. Okay. And an 11. 19 hits, 11 does not. And that is 1d6 for 7, plus I can activate the lightning once per turn for 6, 13, and then I get 1d6 for sneak attack for another 6 for 19 points. You let go of the gauntlet. You release that energy completely engulfs it. And now it, like a rabid dog, sort of looks over to you. We can take the baby and eat it all. Anything else for your turn? That sends a little bit of a shiver down my spine. We're hiking the belt and we're going to bonus action hide behind the southmost pillar. Udok's turn. Still incapacitated. So it is going to 
move. Oh, it doesn't have movement. That's right, and it can't go towards you because it is charmed. My apologies. Whoa. It has a speed of zero. Oh, then, okay. Then, yeah, it just completely stays there. Then what we are going to do, you watch as the creature look over at the reverser that sort of looks and says, And how shall we feast on their flesh? Kill the baby. And the reverser is going to make an attack against both of you, Quinn and Cheese. Hmm. Okie dokie. So it's going to do its bite to Cheese. That is a 24 to hit. Yeah. 13 points of piercing damage and 10 points of force damage. Quinn with its claws. That is a 25 to hit. Uh Uh-huh. And you take six points of slashing and eight points of force damage. It is going to start walking in the direction of the creature. Opportunity attack from the both of you. No, that's a two. 27. That definitely hits. Go ahead and roll for an attack. One (laughs) plus four. (laughs) Wow. Quinn, you see it slightly shimmering its way in the direction of the gargantuan creature. And you manage to find some purchase, but that's seemingly not doing too much. And you watch as the reverser is tensing up in front of the Udak. Quinn with Pond on deck. Quinn watches this and knows something's about to happen over there and knows that they are in a contained space for her to hit them both at the same time with something. And she also knows that her friends are really hurt and she's hurting and has a choice. Quinn, in a moment of growth or weakness, is going to cast Moonbeam on the two of them that are right together in their, their little team huddle over there. She's going to do similar to what she did last time, right? She's going to patting Cheese as she walks by, knowing that they're both pretty hurt, but knowing that this is like the only thing that she can do, is going to take a few staggered steps and then fly up. Same thing where the Moonbeam kind of shoots down as she goes up, and it's a con save for both of them. Okay, so we'll begin with the Reverser. That is a 23. Success. The Udok con. Oh, yeah, that's a oh, yeah, that's a 24. Yes. So they take half. But you watch as when the moonbeam appears before you, you now can sort of see it where everything around you looks like shattered glass, like you're contained within a space that it itself is not real. The light of the moon still permeates through. As within the light, there seems to be this, like, humanoid-looking woman in this pearly, beautiful, iridescent dress that guides the moonbeam down. And it makes purchase with the two of them, breaking the charm condition. Go ahead and roll for damage on those. 32 total, halved. 16. But it is what kind of damage? Is radiant damage? Radiant damage, yes. You watch as the moonbeam completely engulfs the two of them. You find the time to get next to Fiffin, but in that moment when the moonbeam closes, the two of them unaffected. Immune. Immunities. Bruh. What the heck? My god. The Udak does take it. The reverser is immune. The Udak is not. Oh, thank god. Okay, okay. (laughs) The Udak takes 16 points. Pond, cheese on deck. All right, so feeling that they're no longer distracted, seeing that they're no longer distracted. Uh, okay, no more Mr. Nice Frog. Again, with drumming, 
but this one's a lot harder and a lot more intentional around the two of them because it's almost like an illusion and just a manifestation of what the spell looks like. It's kind of going through the Udok. It's a 10-foot radius. I'm casting Shatter on them, and there's like a ring of frog that are walking around them, and then they all crouch at the same time and croak really loud, and it casts Shatter in a spot that's originated between the two of them, so it hits both, and most likely the two crystals that are there as well. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you would get both of the crystals, the reverser and the Udak. You would get all four of them. Con save of 16 from everything. The in inanimate objects have disadvantage on the roll. You're just going to roll damage for those. So start rolling damage. But then let me do two constitution saves. We'll begin with the Udak. That is an 1824. Good passes. And then the reverser, that is a 13. That fails. Successful save, creature takes half as much damage. I cast that at third level, so 31 thunder damage. Jesus, bro. Roll a 2d6s. I got a three and a five. I think I still have a fourth level shatter in the recorder, so. You do. There are five pillars. Three of them are now shattered. When you let go of the spell, and the ground around the spectral grung sort of like slam into the drum and you watch as the entire ground shakes and quivers and almost like fabricated glass imagery and all just shatters beneath their feet and the crystals that are sort of like adjacent to those two creatures crack and almost like pulverize. And as they pulverize, you see two floors slam onto the ground. <laughs> and when they hit, you watch as one of them just begins to cry. And this long snake-like tongue, as its chest begins to open and these mouths <laughs> protrude from the chest, it begins to grow, take on this yellow-like skin, and it takes this sort of like serpent-like look. From the other one, you watch as the floor that lands, lands on its knees, and sort of like look up to you. Why, frogman? And its face begins to take shape into a dog-like face and from its behind its little baby tushy this long tail with a piercing eye as two more creatures emerge oops but now that you see them all the udak turns around <laughs> and one by one amongst their chest that similar rings now this is a fair fight as each one of the creatures, the absorber from its back, you see that same ring form. The reverser forms in the center of its chest. The yellow snake-like looking creature, the nullifier, has two circles that form on its upper shoulders. And then the udak, right where the crystal gem is, a circle forms right around it, burning into the skin. This bright, shining red light illuminates the space as the battle continues. It is now, that was Pond, Cheese with Fiffin on deck. Cheese. I'm going to bonus action to the opposite side of the Udok. Get in behind him. That should be roughly 60 feet, I think, right? That's the limit of my teleport. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to make two attacks. Attack number one. 23 on the first attack. That hits. Second attack is a 15. Does not hit. Only four damage. Oh, I get the plus the d6. Five damage on that first stack only. 
And you know what? I'm gonna try it. Let's see if I can- I'm gonna turn one of those into a stunning strike. He's gotta beat a con save of 14. Unlikely, but god, if I can shut him down for one more turn. 13 plus 6, that's a 19. Oh, Why did I, I- You find purchase, and you feel the skin of the creature sort of like sound waves stretch all throughout, and then the Uda just shrugs it off and look back in your direction. And then I'm going to run 65 feet to the east. You shoot out like a bolt of lightning <laughs> away from everything. Fiffin with the creatures on deck. Coming from the pillar, I'm going to grab some of the dust off the back of the pillar. Just any sort of rocks or rubble that I can find. Pull out from my component's pouch some of the firefly dust that I have. Put them in my hand and just shake as much as I can. I'm going to launch the handful of firefly dusted pebbles and dust over towards the creatures. And I'm going to be casting fairy fire in the dead center of them to hit all four. So can all four of them make deck saves for me, please? Pond, as I yeet this, you start to shrink a little bit. You're all itty bitty again. Uh, it's okay. I'm a little bit more comfortable in this size. Everyone was a little too eye level before. The Udak is a natural one. Fail. The Reverser, oh my god, that's a 11. Fail. The Nullifier, oh my god, it's a natural one. Fail. Nice. And then the Absorber, 16. Oh, that just passes. So that's the dog-like one with the tail that looks like an eyeball behind it. The other three are dusted in a bright yellow. They cannot go invisible, and all attacks have advantage on them for the next minute. Okay. Creature's turn. Udok's pissed. It's coming for you, Pond. Please don't. It is going to make a bite attack against you. That is a dirty 20. You take... Uh, cunning words? <laughs> I'll, do, I'll wait for the, for the damage. I'm going to do it on the damage. 23 points of piercing damage. Subtract 7. All right, that's decent. 16. Um, and yes, a constitution saving throw, please. That is a uh, 19. That passes. As it holds Pond, you all notice the Udak now, essentially this itty bitty creature in its massive maw of a hand, and it holds onto it, brings it up real, real close. You feel the nostrils flaring, this hot steam coming through, and it just... And it's going to swallow you. Oh. Oh, my God. I... That's okay. That I feel like you need to roll for constitution on that one. <laughs> that yeah, we'll like... roll because it swallowed you. We'll roll at the beginning of its turn every time for your stuff. But you are currently being swallowed. So you are blinded and restrained and you have total cover against any attacks outside of the Udok. Cool. Great. So we are going to go with the reverser now who is going to go... 15, get up to the pillar, and it's going to begin to climb it. And as it gets on top, it sort of looks over now at both Quinn and Fiffin, and it's going to make an attack as it comes down. So Quinn, we'll go with the claw. That is a 22 to hit. Oh. Yeah. Eight points of slashing. Okay. Ooh, and wow, double ones. Uh, two points of force damage. Fiffin, you are going to take the bite. Yep. That is 15 to hit. Oh, that just hits, man. And you are going to take eight points of piercing damage. Okay, thank God. Five points of force damage. Okay, that hurt a little bit. 
the nullifier is going to go, well, 40 feet. And as it gets there, it stops <laughs> like a fellow sort of like dog-like animal. And its eye blink and it's going to cast a spell in your direction. So it's going to cast Mind Bolt. Uh, 16 to hit. Ooh, one attack finally doesn't hit me. <laughs> Let's go. Ooh. Okay. How does Cheese have the highest AC out of all of us? What? <laughs> Ooh, yeah. So then, yeah, it can only do the one mind bolt. So yeah, that's it. Actually, that's all it can do. And then the uh, nullifier. You watch as the mouths all by one across its chest begin to open. And each one of them, the tongues snake-like begin to come out as the one from the very top sort of like relaxes itself. And it's going to horrid gnashing in all of your directions. So I need even the reverser, but Quinn and Fiffin and the reverser. I need you guys to give me wisdom saving throws as each one of the mouths begins to sound off in your direction. Nat 20. Nice. 28 total. Uh, 15. I'm not going to use a reaction. That's a fail. Fuck. Uh. So uh, roll a d8 for me. Seven. The creature doesn't move and it uses his action to make a... Melee attack against a random creature other than itself if one is within reach. So in this point, it would be both, and this one actually should be lower. So it'd be both the Reverser and Quinn. So I'm going to have you roll a d4. One to two, it's Quinn. Three to four, it's the Reverser. Four. Go ahead and make an attack towards the Reverser. And then the Reverser has to succeed on a Wisdom save. Oh, yeah, it's a 19, so it succeeds. This is up to you. Do you want me to do an unarmed strike or I was just blasting with the gauntlet? Do you want me to do a ranged attack at disadvantage? Unarmed strike because it says melee in the area. So I would assume it's like, it's just quick. Like it overpowers your mind and then you're able to just react with it. Uh, so that's a 16. That hits. Just pop them for one. That's the creature's turns. Quinn with pawn on deck. Quinn, what are you doing? I'm going to a hand on Fiffin's shoulder and I'm going to cast a cure wounds. Please go blow more of those up. Talking about the pillars. Two. Fiffin, Quinn reaches over and touches your shoulder, and the reverser also touches your shoulder and absorbs the hit points. You gain none of them as a reaction. <gasps> Man! Oh, my Bummer. You take 3d8 force damage. Me! Whoa. Oh, my God. Betty, how could you? <laughs> Oh, okay, that's a 20 points of force damage. Oh, Fiffin is rough. Quinn, when you let go of the healing, the reversal also places his hand and crushes Fiffin's shoulder and then shoots him back with enough force that then the reverser you see as it coils back and its muscles stretch and it cracks its neck and then just... <sighs> From the floor. Listen, if you want me to break more stones, just say so. I'll get away from these guys. Don't worry. Break my stone, please. Do you really want more of these? We have to get floor. Uh, that is now a pond with cheese on deck. Pond, you are currently swallowed. Beginning of your turn, pretty much can't do anything. Can I still cast spells? Yeah. The creature will see those frogs appear outside of its head again, and they'll zap straight back in because I just need to know what it is, know its name, to cast Ralatham's Psychic Glance again. Fourth level, intelligence saving throw. It's a 17. 
Thank God. Uh, fuck. So <laughs> it is incapacitated again and takes it's 31 psychic damage again. Ooh, 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 ooh. Okay, it is incapacitated, so it can't take actions or reactions, but it has to make a constitution saving throw to see if it releases you. Okay, here we go. I'll do it with disadvantage because you did the incapacitated first. That's a three and a four. Nice. <laughs> Throws you up, Pond. You feel the sort of like burning sensation and you land prone 10 feet in front of it. And now that you look up and you see the piercing needles of the grung attack that you did from within, the Uda looks very rough. Some of his eyes are not even opening. There is like traces of blood. And from where it threw you up, it is just bleeding from its mouth. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. <clears throat> so that was my action. Can I stand up and walk over to it and just touch it as a bonus action <laughs> so that it can make another oh, constitution okay. save? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. 21, 15 plus six. No damage. So basically, I'm just leaning against it, like trying to catch my breath. Uh, yeah, you, you, <laughs> yeah, you come down in front of it, get up, go to touch it. And in that moment, you you hope that something will happen, but you just sort of look up and the Udak is like matching your energy, just <sighs> as your both are sort of panting in the space. Cheese and then Fiffin. From the angle I am when it's happening, I don't think he sees that pond was spat back up. I think Cheese has kind of gone a little feral. I think he's sort of reverted back to some baser instincts, and he's just baring his fangs. He is going to run up to the, the dog in front of me. I'll make an attack on him first. Another nat 20. Hell yeah. Ooh, geez. Nice. Killing it. 15. And then I'm going to shadow step 60 feet to get closer to the Udok. Then I'm going to make an attack on him with advantage... I don't think a, a 16 is going to hit. The Udak, unfortunately, no. And then I'm going to use the four, the remaining 40 feet of movement to to run to the opposite side of the Udak, south around him, so I don't provoke from the, the two above him. Oh, and then, of course, seeing that Pond is not currently still eaten. Oh, Pond! Oh, thank God, I thought I saw you get swallowed. Oh, hi, jeez. I'm better now. So, so you were swallowed? Yes. Okay. All right. All right. So this one's, he's going to die. Fiffin with the creatures on deck. We are hiking the belt. Bonus action, cutting action, disengage. We're gonna do our 40 feet of movement directly north to the pillar at the very, very tippy top. Trying to skirt through everyone, whether it's between legs or dodging around and just getting all the way up to the top. Before I left to run to the pillar, this isn't the pillar that Fiffin wanted to destroy. He left behind the speaker that he cast Thunderwave with and dragged a cord all the way over there. Leaning, leaning up against the pillar, he's going to set off a big old bass boom and cast Shatter by the Reverser, the other guy, and the most southern pillar. If I can hit the Udok in there too, that'd be sick, but I don't know. Well, what's it's a 10 foot. 10 foot radius. I don't think there's a way I can hit all three. You can at least hit the Nullifier and the Udok. I want the pillar in there, though. And I'll give you the pillar. You can do the nullifier, the Udok, and the pillar from there. Deal. That is a con save, please. Roll the damage. The pillar essentially fails. Let's begin with the nullifier. That's a seven for the nullifier. 
fails. And then the Verser, that's a dirty 20. That does pass. So it will be 19 damage total halved for those that made it. Then we are going to begin with the Reverser that's in front of you, Quinn. It is going to go ahead and make a bite. 22 to hit. Uh Uh-huh. And then with its claws, that's a 23 to hit. Uh Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. Okay, so the first one is going to be eight points of piercing damage. Uh Uh-huh. Seven points of force damage. Uh Uh-huh. The claws, you take six points of slashing damage and four points of force damage. Quinn is down. No. Go. Well, as the reverser just completely begins to grab at her wings, bite at them, takes its claws and just gashes them through the center of her chest, turns around and the nullifier, the sort of snake-like, turn around and just, good, good, yes. So then with the reverser taking care of Quinn, the nullifier is going to move up towards Fiffin. Ah, shit. You watch as the creature walk over and sees the Udok that's panting, still looking in the direction of Cheese and Pond, and the nullifier takes its hands and begins to shush every single one of the other mouths, and then all of a sudden just looks over, and it's going to cast Anti-Magic Field on itself along with the Udok. You watch as this orb encapsulates the creature and the Udok, and it begins to glow vibrantly, and you can see it shaping the two of them. The Absorber is going to cast Mind Bolt on you, Fiffin. Mm-hmm. Sprinting over its claws, piercing the ground, shattered glass, projecting outward as it continues to run. 22 to hit. Oh, yeah. And then you take 29 points of psychic damage. As the eye blinks and it shoots over in your direction, pierces your mind, you find yourself shooting back. As from behind you, you hear Floor, Fiffin. That is it, boys. Oh my god. It's been fun. Fiffin is down, and it is now the Udok's turn. Doesn't have any actions or reactions, but it can still move. Oh, and Fairy Fire's down. And it'll just remain where it is, too weak to move on. That is the creature's turns. Quinn, I need you to make a death saving throw for me. 14. Success. Like a vision the same owl from before. It feels like it's flying in your direction. Pond. Can I just like rotate around the edge of the Udok and be in range to touch Quinn? Yeah, you can. Great. So I'm just gonna like slowly walk along the edge of the Udok. If you'll allow me another bonus action to just pat it. Sure, Uh, that's a con save, right? Yep. just fingers crossed. One of these days it works. As you swing by and you touch the Udok, you place your hand on it, and the Udok <laughs> shoots over, eyes piercing your direction, they flare up. What are you doing now, Pond? I, like, tapped it on, like, what I assume is an arm or a leg, or maybe it's chest if I can reach it, and I'm not even looking at it, because I'm focused on Quinn and casting Cure Wounds on her. I'm sorry I'm touching you. That touch that I did on that does do 2d4 poison damage. The Udok stands there as your hand touches with two hit points remaining. <gasps> no fucking <gasps> <way>. The Udok. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
lumbering down and it sort of begins to crash downward and it slams onto the ground before you. And then in that moment with joy and comfort overtaking you, you reach over to Quinn and you touch her. You are casting Cure Wounds. Uh, yeah, at third level. And the Reverser looks at you as you begin to cast this healing spell. You touch Quinn. You fail one death saving throw. As the Reverser absorbs all of the healing. And Pond, you take 10 points of force damage. The Reverser looks over and sees the Udok on the ground that now the Udok's fur begins to fall off very much like hee-haw earlier. All of the fur and its size begins to shrink ever so slightly. Udok is out of the picture, but the battle continues. Can you can you do any more of those, Bond, or are you out? I, I'm, I still got some fight in me. This ugly, ugly thing. Ugly, it's gonna pay. <laughs> <laughs> Cheese and then Fiffin on deck. Cheese is gonna try and cure wounds. He he plops down on Fiffin and he's like licking the inside of your mouth <laughs> oh, uh, right. as he as he casts <laughs> cure wounds. From the nullifier, as you get close and you touch Fiffin, you see from the distance you hear this familiar I like you creature from beyond and you find your spell not finding purchase as he uses his reaction to counterspell you're all a lot of jerks did you know that you make me want to say swear words you look up and you see floor banging on the on, on the crystal like jeez fiffin i need you to roll a death saving throw for me nope <gasps> fiffin as you feel your chest tighten the breath leave you, you struggle to find that sense of connection to the plane before you, and you hear, I can make it all go away, Vivin. Bear the mark. Come with me. Hand the baby. And I promise you, golden skies, where you will work for the rest of your days on whatever that mind can conjure. Ignoring it, trying to push it out and trying to just get the air back in my lungs. The reverser is going to go towards you, Pond, and it is going to make a bite and claw attack. The bite, that is a 11. That doesn't hit. And the claw, 22. I guess that one hits, though. Six points of slashing, five points of force damage. As the bite misses you with your size, you're able to duck out of the way. But just as you sort of look around, you see the other hand come down in its massive size and just completely gash you across the chest. It did touch you. Yes. So it is going to make a constitution saving throw. That is a natural one. Great. Oh. <laughs> Seven poison damage. And as it touches you and its hand rake up and sort of like gather uh, all of its blood and its nails, you see as its fingertips begin to be engulfed in like a black ichor as the poison begins to take effect. Anti-magic went down and was the only thing it could do. You watch as the nullifier spreads out its hands 
and it's going to attack you as well with its bite. Jeez. 13 to hit. No, not at all. Claw, that's a 27 to hit. Maybe, yes, definitely. 13 points of slashing damage, four points of force damage, and as the hands come down, they grab up to you. You hear a slight as you are currently grappled. Oh, God. And then lastly, this creature is going to come up and it's going to make an attack towards the crystal. Oh, that's not good. Nope, don't like that. Do you watch as the jaw open and cling onto the crystal and it begins to crack? Floor still remains within, but the crystal around it begins to shatter as the absorber, the eye sort of like peering back to look at all of you as its claws come up and also try to cling onto the crystal and it doesn't do anything now. It just looks like a ferocious beast that is chewing at pieces of glass. Quinn, make a death saving throw for me. 19. Uh, oh, nice. Still good. Still good. You see that owl flying in your direction. And you hear, I'm coming for you. I never meant to leave. Pond, what are you doing? Hypnotic pattern, once again. Similar to before. I don't know how that's going to affect Quinn, because she's unconscious. But the reverser and the nullifier wisdom saves. Quinn is unaffected. The reverser, 14. Doesn't pass. And then the nullifier, 19. That does pass. So the reverser is charmed. Yes, and as long as it doesn't get attacked, it's incapacitated and has a speed of zero. I'll walk to the other side of Quinn so that I'm on the same side as the nullifier, just so I can put a little bit of distance between it and Quinn. But that, I believe, is all I'm able to do. Cheese with Fiffin on deck. I'm going to attack the one grappling me first. 14. Just misses. And then I'm going to sink into the shadows, and I'm going to shadow step to Eyeball Dog. Attack him at advantage. 18. Oh, that hits. Four. Hey, you're... Your target is over here, buddy. <sighs> and it's just still sort of like gnawing at the crystal and it looks back and inside you see Floor just crying, like trying to sort of like hide away as the creature continues just gnawing at it. Fiffin, make a death saving throw for me. 14. You find that you're able to catch your breath slightly a little bit more in that moment, but that voice sort of still ringing behind and before you now, almost like searing into the empty void. You know, when you close your eyes too tight and you begin to see those patterns and colors, you begin to see a circle begin to form from the very top, making its way down. The Berserker can't do anything. The Nullifier is going to come down, attack you. I understand. Natural one, holy shit. Let's go. Natural one for the bite, and then for the claw, 12. That doesn't, two constitution saves, please. Oh, one's a nat, holy shit. One's a natural 20, one's a natural one. Okay, one of them passes. (laughs) Uh, Five poison, 
Creature comes down, attacks you with its claws, and on the way up, the poison taking effect as well. At this point, all of you, essentially, cheese and pawn, out of breath, fighting these three creatures that seem just very keen on taking everything that you're holding on to. Quinn, death saving throw for me. You're two and one. Fourteen. Thank goodness. You stabilize. As in that moment, Quinn, just as the owl is about to reach you, you hear, I always hoped the very best for you, my Quinn. <laughs> and you open your eyes and you just hear before you the, <laughs> the sounds of gnawing and chewing and slashing as you sort of like open your eyes now to see in a blurry visage to the left of you, Pond, standing on top of you with two creatures looming over both of you as you are prone. Pond. I'm gonna cure wounds again and the reverser can't eat this one because it's charmed, it can't react. 14 health. <sighs> Don't attack the green one. Quinn, you come back, 14 hit points. It is now Cheese's turn with Fiffin on deck. Okay, one attack versus eyeball dog. Okay, I, gosh, I, you guys are gonna think I'm lying. This is another nat 20. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, this, this is my favorite d20 on the Citadel. That's 15 damage on him. And then I'm shadow stepping to snake hand face eye man. Okay, you know, it was a 10. <laughs> so you slash at the absorber and then when you come over to the nullifier, as soon as you sort of get up to it and you try to size it up, there is just an instinctual hesitance to the attack and you're not able to make purchase. Fiffin, I need you to make a death saving throw for me. 17. Okay, that's two and one. The circle that begins to form in your vision begins to slow down in its completion, but it is still slowly making its way around. Top of the round, the creatures, the nullifier is gonna go ahead and make an attack. Pawn, you take the bite, which is a 16 to hit. That hits. 12 points of piercing damage, 10 points of force damage. Oh God. Cheese, you're gonna take the claws, 15 to hit. No, sir. You escape the claws as both of them try to grapple you again. Creature looks pretty good. It's actually going to start making its way towards this crystal here. Quinn, you are up. You're currently prone with Pond on deck. I'll use my movement. I'm gonna get up. And that has half my movement. I'll use the remaining 15. So it's that north one and then the west one. I want to break this because I feel like that's the only way to, to finish this is we got to break them, whether or not it's a baby or a monster. Quinn's going to kind of get to her feet a little bit. Thank you, Pond. Gather herself a little bit and she's going to thwack it really hard twice with her short sword. With that first hit, it automatically hits because there is no uh, protection against it and you watch as the crystal completely shatter up towards the very top of it. And just as it sort of reaches the very top, you hear the crackling continue until it stops. And from above, you see this little white light. And the glass doesn't fall like the others have. It almost pushes out and floats in the space before you. And there you see floor. Quinn, grabbing hands towards you, floats over and you hold on to floor. Oh. And I need you to roll a d10 for me. Five. 
You hold on to floor as floor holds on to you. You look over at the reverser, the green creature that is just still charmed by pond. And you watch as floor hold on to you and goes, Oh, thank you, Quinn. Go away! <laughs> and the reverser vanishes. <gasps> you feel your connection, pond, completely vanish as he is no longer in this plane. Pond. I'm going to run over and I'm smacking him on the tummy with uh, another cure wounds. Oh, God. You're taking a death saving throw beforehand, mm. but then you get eight healing. Just as the circle continues on and it doesn't get all the way through, you hear, Vivin, I need your mind. Please think on it. And you wake up, your eyes bolt open, and you see Pawn before you as you feel the slight tingling sensation of the poison on you. Oh, don't connect the circle! Oh. I don't know what that means, but we we still we got a little bit more to do. Why, bro? You couldn't have taken care of it while it was gone. Uh, sorry. Can you just not be back out? Cheese and Fiffin on deck. Cheese falls into a shadow, and I will pop back up in Street Fighter form on the other side of Eyeball Dog. Uh, I'm going to make my, my two attacks against this one. Kapow, kapow. Uh, first attack was a 23. Hits. Uh, next one is a 15. Hits. Four damage, and then nine damage, 13 damage. Strike at the creature, still looking uh, ferociously now in your direction, but now its attention goes in the direction of Floor as Quinn is just holding on to the baby. And the vision from within the crystal that is in front of all of you at this point, Fiffin, Pond, and Cheese, of Floor dissipates into like a white smoke from within. Fiffin, you're currently prone. I am going to... Just not even realizing that the other one is behind this pillar. Look across at the nullifier. Just raise up the gauntlet. Do two lightning attacks on him. First, we're going to cunning action hide. And I'm just going to use my 15 feet of movement that I have. I'm, I'm going to stay on the ground, just prone. And try to circle around the pillar just to uh, to give myself a little bit of hiding. Almost just like throw my hand out behind me and just pray I make contact with the lightning gauntlet. That's a 21 to hit and a dirty 20 to hit. Both hit. That is going to be 15 damage total from both of those zaps. 10 of it being lightning damage, five of it being sneak attack. The lightning hits the creature itself. One of the mouths shuts and it sort of remains shut. You watch as the creature walk over and try to pry it open, but it seems like you have done some damage, but it still looks fairly hardy. You see as the two creatures begin to head in the direction of Quinn, and they sort of begin to now circle around Quinn as she's holding onto floor. Nullifier is going to try to take the baby from you. Contested strength saving throw. 19. Natural 20 as the nullifier reaches out and grabs onto the very back of floors, just kind of like the scruff of his hair. And the baby screams as the nullifier grabs it. And you see as it goes, all of the mouths open and roar out as floor begins to cry. And as floor is crying like an ember, he begins to turn vibrant red. And then that leaves the absorber to attack you. 
First one is a 13. No. And a 10. No. <laughs> you let go of floor and you sort of like anticipate, you turn around and you dodge both attacks as the eye tries to slam into you and it's finally tries to confuse you. Quinn, your turn with pawn on deck. Quinn is screaming, right? She's like, no! When Floor is taken and she's gonna dodge and with is just gonna pull her sword out again and try and cut the arm of the beast that's holding Floor. 18. That hits. I am going to use what I think is my last divine smite, actually. Two plus four is six. And I'm going to use my last third level spell slot to cast it at third level. So it's 2d8 plus 2 is 4d8. 25 total. Roll a d10 for me. Eight. When you grab onto your sword and you bring it back, you slash at the nullifier. Shush! And you try to cut at its arm. And just as you bring your sword down and you make purchase with its skin and it begins to bleed, you sort of stand back and from your sword, you feel it begin to vibrate. And you feel your sword sort of like taking mine of its own as it shoots over to the nullifier and it's going to cast Fireball. My sword? Floor is essentially, now that you see him, he is like a vibrant glowing ember that looks over to you. And in that moment, your sword and his eyeline meet. You shoot out. I need you to roll 8d6 for me. Okay. Jesus Christ. Oh my God. Max damage. 39 points of damage. Let's go. As the sword come back and it just begins to glow and this ball of fire shoot out from it, hitting the nullifier in the center of the chest, dropping floor as it sort of like shoots back and floor lands just as it goes to hit the ground it sort of hovers in the space and goes queen hi baby i'll scoop up floor pond pond is looking rough he's gonna take out the tape recorder and click the play button to throw out a fourth level shatter on the nullifier that's a con save, please. That's a natural one. Sick. 27 thunder damage. You shoot out your hand and you cast shatter. All of these spectral frogs garnering around and the snake-like creature turns around and tries to cover itself before the entire ground before it cracks and it falls through. And the ground forms around it again, taking it out. Oh, thank goodness. One more. Cheese with Fiffin on deck. I am going to shadow step behind it. I'm going to try and grapple him, try and wrestle him to the ground a little bit. Okay. Athletics versus... Versus my strength. I only rolled a 10. Got to be the 10. It's an 8. I've got him grappled then. You have the absorber grappled, and Quinn Floor is just like... Yay! Just kind of like clapping in your hands. But you see as its hands are sort of becoming these like cold, like almost mittens around its little baby hands. And every time it claps, it sparks and it sounds like ice. Ching, ting, 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 ting. It's almost like growing in power. Do you want to get that one too? Yeah, yeah! I'll reposition myself so that it's like 
I'll put <laughs> the, the, the creature between us. Go ahead and roll a d10 for me, Quinn. That is a three. You watch as Floor begins to clap, and as soon as Floor lets go like this, and you see its hands just sort of like project out, nothing happens. But the space around you almost like shimmers. And from the distance, you can see crossed hands looking from an invisible point of view. This towering figure with what looks like red beard and this long red hair that seems to have a mind of its own towering over. And she looks over to you, Quinn, and goes, We're done here. And that's where we're going to end tonight's session. Oh, what? my gosh. Thank you all so much for listening. Catch us in two weeks where this battle is finally over. Thank you so much, guys.